You're listening to part two of KBFT's Anishinaabe Language and Culture Show. Ms. Tongue lived there. Oh, okay, yep. With yep. his Ma and Walter and Eva. Mm-hmm. I remember that was empty for a long, long, long yeah. time. I didn't ever see anybody, I, at least when I was, you know, a young person, I don't remember ever seeing anybody that lived in there, lived, lived in there. But that was a nice, a nice little place. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that where Ms. Tongue would yell, Midday Bequajigan? Yeah, he'd say, Quasigan be midday, red and lard. I know before Mizanobitung passed, uh, uh, I asked him in Squeak about some of those old men. I said, Do you remember a man they used to call Jippo? And him and Squeak looked at each other and pointed at each other, <laughs> like smiling, laughing. But I didn't get the inside <laughs> joke because, well, I'd never met Charlie Fisher, but. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of good to see them laughing and smiling. Yeah, they, they should ask, like, how far do you remember when you go visit him again? Mm-hmm. How far back do you remember? You know, and he'll tell you a lot of stuff about all his uncles and because, you know, he, we never had a dad, you know, and he used to always hang around with, with, uh, all of, oh, that's why he was so close to all the strong boys, Kenny and Gail and Gillig and Roger, Norm and Lou and, you know, Herbie and Reggie, all of Justin. He, he was, you know, just really, now he's the only one left. He was to be like almost living with Lou all the time, how close they were. Justin and all the boys were really close and all the girls were close to the boys who were was close to all my cousins Gilig me and him were the same age month apart mm. yeah that was good old times yeah nowadays they got too much uh, stuff out there too much too much TV, too much phones. Video I think there's just so much going on, you know, because everybody's got their interests, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are, like, so focused on their, their work life. You know, I find myself in that category, you know, being here. But I really enjoy what I do here. And uh, I know other people probably enjoy what they're doing. And, uh, you know, they're trying to make a life of it. And, you know, that's one of the things about... about I guess growing up was the, I, I, I'm kind of finally seeing, you know, some of the people that moved away mm-hmm. and, uh, or realizing, you know, how important it was for them to have those job opportunities, you know, and they couldn't just sit here. They kind of felt like they're wasting away here, you know, and they, they weren't able to, to, uh, get a job. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was the case for a lot of a lot of our, yeah. our residents here for Quite. the longest time. Mm-hmm. We even moved out on uh, relocation mm-hmm. with your dad, and yep. that's where your dad met your ma. Yep. When when we went to, went to Cleveland, right? And we were gone like two years. Well, I think uh, I don't know if our listeners out there 
or people that are tuned in over there, but, you know, through the, I do believe it was the latter part of the 50s, all through the 60s, maybe the early 70s, um, you know, like I was born in Cleveland, you know, where my mom and dad met, and then uh, Terry, or Sis, she was born in Cook, and then my sister, she was born in, or my younger sister, Rogine, she was born in Denver. So that was kind of the life mm-hmm. a lot of natives uh, experience, you know. And so, like, we're the first generation of those uh, those relocation, mm-hmm. uh, intertribal relationships, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of it that happened then, you know, because you hear a lot of our, our band members are... are uh, descendant from like the Sioux or mm-hmm. descendant from yeah. wherever you know all over the place I mean there's like 500 and some tribes in the United States and that kind of you know creating a, a, a situation where a lot of people were able to mix mm-hmm. you know yeah and you could look at it like a good thing mm-hmm. you know but overall the whole policy especially back in the 50s and er- earlier than that was to you know get rid of a uh, the native in the person, you know, and so it's like, yeah, put, pull them off the res, you know, and uh, integrate them into, you know, the culture wherever they're they're at in the urban areas, and uh, kind of, you know, let their ties to the reservation fizzle fizzle out, and so, you know, the ones that really had a strong tie, or at least the ones I found that were I guess most oriented towards their traditions mm-hmm. are the ones that return. Yeah, you know, they always come back. Yeah. That's the way we were. We were in Cleveland. We were in Duluth, Princeton. Mm-hmm. We were all over when our kids were little. Yeah. Then we ended up back on a res. I had one born in Duluth and one in Hibbing. We lived in Hibbing. But that's the way it is. You always, you're always back to the old res, like all the elders that I, I know that lived in the cities, like Mary Bell. She's back here. Tick. She's back, mm-hmm. back and moved back. You know. See, and that's what my cousin Milton was saying on the, on the, um, he was texting. He said, "I wish I could go back to Net Lake." I said, "Well, come back." I told him and live at the Wrinkle Ranch, I told him. You're getting old, too, I told him. That's one of Lawrence Gizek's sons. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they always lived in the city, so I think that's where they're going to be staying for yeah. the rest of their lives, because mm-hmm. they left when they were babies. You know, recently I saw uh, some of our, I don't know, it's mostly Canadian that I've seen that have moved down into the cities. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're maintaining their connections. Of course, they're they're a little bit more, they're not so far removed from their language and their tradition. So when they go down there, they seek out each other, yep. you know. And so they have a network that's, that's in Minneapolis right now or Twin Cities or southern Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was one of the things. Uh, did you... Did you uh, experience that with other people that were, like, uh, of your age when you went out to Cleveland? No. Yeah. Well, we stuck with Gree and Mary Porter. Mm -hmm. They were down there. Joanne and Gary. 
and your dad and uh, Harvey, the boys I went down there singly, and they all seemed like all the Net Lakers stuck together. Mm-hmm. And we'd all have like cookouts at Jig's place. He had a nice big yard, and Jig and Pat lived there. And all seemed like all the people that were went on relocation. That's where they met every weekend because mm-hmm. you know, they had to work all week and yep. go, or to, go school. to school. Yeah, yep. there was Mavis and them, Clara. They all went. They were weren't married yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were there. Did you guys meet a lot of other natives? Yeah, Alaska. From yeah, we met a lot of them, like from Alaska and then from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. We got good friends with them, but they were different races. But yeah, you know who I I, I see still has ties out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Porter and his kids. Mm-hmm. They go out there uh, mm-hmm. and visit on the regular. So he he was out there too then, huh? Yeah. Okay. Gree was there. Oh, his Gree, brother. Okay. Oh, his brother. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So that whole experience is one thing that I, I wish there was like some research done. Not really about the impact and like the negative side of it, but I mean, there's good stories out of it too. I'm sure where people have gone on, like um, what's his name? He he. He told me that when he left, he, you know, he wasn't sure what was going to happen. But when he went there, you know, he got picked up by, I think it was 3M that he worked for or one of those other computer companies or something like that. Anyway, a big corporation. He went down there and he worked for them for, you know, all of his career. They picked him up and, you know, he retired from there. And um, but he came back, you know, um, gone year. Hank. Yep. Or Hank. Delano. Yeah, and he was the one who was telling me, he said, Yeah, I remember Strongville. You know, and I mm-hmm. got to remember to get, uh, I don't know if you want to do it or somebody, maybe Jay can go talk to him about that because that was one of the good feedback that, that he uh, provided was he said, I, I went down there to use my language. He said, That's where they spoke the language. Mm-hmm. So. We gotta get him quoted on that. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I, what's his name? His name's uh, Del. They called him Hank, but his real Hank. name is Delano. Delano. That was his nickname. Or my my grandparents used to call him Wimpy Gucci because of his had, light skin. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and he had kind of light hair. With, yeah. That means white man, Wimpy Gucci. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he. I remember him as a little girl. He used to be with Jig all the time. Yeah, he said he was a uh, brother with with Jig or a good friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll have to get over there. I mean, he's he's up there. You know, I used to when I used to go over to Fortune Bay quite a bit. He would be there, and he would be up there, and you could just tell he was. Itching the talk. Mm-hmm. Still, he every time I see him, when he would be at Fortune Bay, he I talk Indian, and him and Lester would talk Indian, mm-hmm. and he just liked his language. Oh yeah, yeah, he loved it. And I know uh, they used to make me laugh, and I, I, like you always say, it's really heartwarming or really joyful to hear people talk. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're talking in our, our Anishinaabe Moen. And uh, he'd be up there and he'd be uh, joking around. Mm-hmm. 
you know, with, uh, I think it was, oh, I know, Joanne Hanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when she was over there. And she would tease each other, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it was just funny listening to them, and, oh, we'd have a good time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so anyhow, it's 11 o'clock right now. I think we're going to take a quick break and uh, freshen up our our uh, drinks here. Auntie's ready and uh, hydrated and ready to to get to our uh, topic. What, what you got for us, Auntie? Well, I was just thinking whoever is putting these... Uh, these notices down there using their language like uh, like far, a farmer you can you say a, a get the gun nini a garden man a get the gun nini that's a farmer I don't know probably you'd say market like a store Ottaway Ottaway Gamig yeah or Ottaway uh, Dawaygamig. Oh, Dawaygamig. Yeah, Dawaygamig. And then farmer is a gitigan. Nini is a man. Farmer man. Market. That's me. It'd be, uh, what do you call it? Um, not gitiaya, but, uh, what's that word? I was kind of called each other, um, like old man. I'm starting to realize how, remember uh, uh, Albert, mm-hmm. one of my uh, great uncles, mm-hmm. he'd be outside all day long. Mm-hmm. And I know why now, because mm. you have to move slower, but you still want to get to everything that you need to do. To yeah. take care of your <laughs> everything outside, so you you just kind of take it easy, you know. And there's yeah. no there's no deadline, there's no you know. So you just kind of go with the flow, whatever's happening. You, if yeah. you you know got the energy to do it, you do it. And yeah, there's no time to go back in, in and out of the house all. Yeah. <laughs> all uh, Brody, just a couple of days ago, he was at the house and. I got up from my couch and I I went walking into the kitchen and he asked Brent, he said, how come grandma walks so slow? <laughs> <laughs> so they, you know, I'm slow. I'm not fast. Uh, uh, Daylene's little girls were calling me, Nuka Miss Mickinock. Grandma Turtle. <laughs> Well, geez, when I went down to visit Donald, in, in, he lives in Minneapolis, every store we would go to, he'd walk just fast. I'm like, geez, why are we walking so fast? Mm-hmm. But that's how it is, their yeah. lifestyle down there. Mm-hmm. When they go places, they hurry up, they rush, walk fast, you know, don't waste any time because mm-hmm. traffic can... Yeah, that I, don't, I could never live in a city's... All the noise and all the traffic. I'm glad we were put back in the sticks where it's quiet and no big heavy traffic. And and I think Donis and Little Don are are going to be living in the cities forever till they're. But they don't. <coughs> they don't really. 
when they come up, they don't stay long because they're lonesome for the cities, you know. Maybe the, when they're old, when they're their old age, maybe they'll come back to either Michigan or Net Lake. Either place, I know. I'm happy for them though. They're doing really well down yeah, there. Yeah, they both they're both educated. Mm-hmm. Little Don's fixing what is he air conditioners and everything. Yep, Little Don's got a a union based job where he's got his benefits, you know, taken care of. His mm-hmm. he makes good money. Don is too. Don is is a director, I think, at one of those uh, native orgs organizations down there. Mm-hmm. Doing really well yeah. for themselves. Really, really well. Mm-hmm. Proud of them. Yeah, me too. Then I'm glad Parker will be a cop pretty soon. Yep. He's got uh, three weeks left. Yeah, he just passed his uh, firearms qualification, his training for his mm-hmm. policemen need to, you know, have their their certification done on their weapons training and everything. So mm-hmm. he just got that done. So. That's all I have. Let's see. I have four four police four cops in my family, and I'm proud of them. But I'm scared for them too. Because you hear of police getting shot, you know, in in a big busy town, you know, and all the Gilnadis, Gilnadis, uh, Wimtigujiag out there, Minawa, Fatananawa, Gilnadis Yug, a lot of crazy, Guinea, do crazy, as you said. How would you say, uh, would I say, Zam Bushkit Bus Zam Buskizukanug. How would you say a lot of weapons or a lot of firearms? Oh Zam uh how you say gun is Boshkish Boshkishigun. I lost that word. Boshkishigun. Yeah, that's a, a gun. And then Mukaman there are all all kinds of weapons. Yeah. Mukaman, Boshkishigun. Dangerous world, mm. you know, living in those big areas. Yeah. Anywhere is, you know, can be dangerous, but. Mm. That's why I just, I could never live anywhere else but old, old, old Skunigan here. Zambash, Zambashkizigan. Mm-hmm. Out there. A lot of weapons out there. Yeah. So, when are you gonna start working for, uh, Boys and Girls Club? Next week, Next I'll be week. working with the youth Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 p.m. language activities. Oh, that's all the ones that are up there? Yep. I want to start them on a light curriculum and get them uh, introduced to the language. You know, mm-hmm. I know Ryan Bajan does a lot of language work with them. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just want to do a little little more because I know yeah. in the summertime, that's when it seems like they... Yeah, they forget... They forget. So. That's what the, when I was teaching their Head Start and elementary, by at the end of the school year in May or June, they'd go home. They'd have nothing for them all summer long, and they'd come back in September, and I'd have to teach them all over again. They'd even it wouldn't stick. They wouldn't, you know. If they're taught from first grade to sixth grade, they're going to know it's going to be stuck in their little little heads, their little tiguan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
even if it's uh, year-round. And that's why I try to put stuff on Facebook like writings. And somebody posted, you have to pay now. She said she got a bill for Facebook. <coughs> Sorry, girl. Five ninety nine. To use Facebook? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. That's what uh, this lady posted. And I said, I can't be posting anymore. If I'm going to have to pay five ninety nine. I think it's a month. But I'm not sure if it's that much. I'll have to quit posting if, if I'm just... I don't know. It's so hard now, especially if you're living on a little fixed income. I don't know. I barely... Well, I guess I'm okay. Our bill ain't that too big on our phone, but once in a while I almost get shut off or sometime. It's a long way till Shamiguin. That's what the old people used to call the first of the month, Shamiguan. They're feeding me. Like, Shamig is... You should feed your little baby. You feed them dogs. Shamig or Shama. You could either say Shamig or Shama. You should feed them. They're hungry. And then, see, like, feed is shamig. And that's why they called it, because all the old people would get their first of the month checks on the first, and they'd say, shamig go on. Tomorrow I'm going to get my, my, they're going to feed me. That's what it would be out. They're going to feed me. And that's, you know, that's, that was, geez. All right, we'll let the auntie take care of that. In the meantime, uh, there, I, I just oh, you did? Okay. Somebody just All right. Up. My bad. I mean, I jump in there. But. <laughs> we were talking about the first of the month checks, Shamiguan. Oh, okay, yep. So that's what I said. Uh, first of the month, I'm all, geez. Uh-huh. Maybe they got something to share. Or maybe it's your Nijikwe. But yeah, so uh, we got Nashkibanez here from the Heritage Center. He's uh, He's got some material in front of him. Do you got anything that you wanted to cover? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to talk about what we, uh, the, my notes from the language revitalization meeting we had mm-hmm. and uh there were some good ideas and good input at that meeting from um mildred holmes my gram uh stacy palmer ruth porter jenna porter was there uh there was a lot of good input and a mm-hmm. lot of good some of the notes that i have here were um jenna porter s- said in the meeting 
the language is important to me because I want my kids to speak it. Um, Karen Drift added, getting the language back, it'll have to be done through our kids. Shane Drift wanted to develop our own books, like Anishinaabe Moin 1 and 2, uh, Teach by Season, Spellings and How to Pronounce, and um, Ruth and Stacy, Ruth Porter and Stacy Palmer added that um, they would like to see older teachings and old ways come back. Um, you know, afraid to speak from the boarding school trauma. Have kids do a short two-minute video of them telling a story in the language. Um, put more videos on our social media pages. So yeah, there was a lot of lot of good discussion and good. Um, when when was that meeting? Oh, I think that was May thirty first, about three weeks ago, two three weeks. And um, I'm planning one another meeting in Minneapolis for our band members that live in community, our descendants too that live down in the uh, urban areas. Uh, so you always get a lot of good input in. You know, when you look at when you look at a subject, sometimes you can get tunnel vision, and you think that um, you know getting um, opinions and advice from the out from the outer circle can really, really help you know a lot in ways, and that's what um, you know. I I recall as a kid, you know, when we would sit down and you would hold language tables for your grandkids right at the house, right at the house and. Um, that's where I want to do this immersion camp. I think that I want to do something different this year. I want to try have it at your in the back of your house. And like, how traditional would that be? That these kids coming to this camp for two days at your house, mm -hmm. coming to a, a traditional, um, natural first speaking elder. I think that would go a long way. And I remember Grandpa stating one day he was getting mad at us because a lot of the other grandkids, my cousins, our cousins weren't wouldn't listen. <laughs> they would gawin get genundasi. They wouldn't listen. Bizindasi. Gawin bizindasi. They wouldn't listen. And my grandpa got mad one time, and he said, uh, "If there was a way that I could transfer in my head what I know to your head through a machine, like a tube-like thing." I would do it, but I can't. So you have to learn this, these things on your own, and you have to take them very seriously. And I think I look back now, um, I look back and I think that I'm really grateful for the journey that I went on, you know, trying. And I, I just want to give a few tips to people out there. I, I feel like I come on the show, but I don't, I don't say enough of what, I don't give enough helpful tips on how to learn and my way might work for you. It may not, but it, that's okay. And um, one of the main things that helped me learn was, you know, you gotta be comfortable. You gotta go after what you want, and start off with five to ten words a week. Try learn. Try take time, twenty minutes out of your day each day. Write down ten words or phrases that you want to learn, and you what you do is you when you're at home. You take a look at that paper. You take a look. I know some people say, well, reading from Anishinaabe one from paper and books, you're not really absorbing yourself in it enough. But that's where the practice and the, the confidence comes from. When you're at home, you look at those ten words, you repeat them, you say them. 
you know, do them, do it 10, 20 times for each word. And you just sit there by yourself and don't worry about, you know, if you're by yourself, nobody's going to laugh at you. Nobody's going to judge you or critique you. Just sit at home 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day by yourself and start each week. Start with five to 10 words. You know, maybe Monday you work on, um, get, get up, you know, visit Queen, Nipuin. Or the word Monday. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's what you, that's how, because a lot of people ask, like, well, how did you get so, pro, you know, get decently at speaking? You know, I I had to sacrifice a lot of time and free time, and then I I really worked hard at it. I had to actually ask questions. That's another thing, too. Don't be afraid. you got to ask questions. Ask, ask, ask an elder. Ask elders. Ask. And that's how it starts. And I just feel like I've, I've held the head in for so long. I, sh- I should have been talking about that from the get-go. And But that's where it starts. You know, you build your confidence at home. I know some people don't like the sound of their voice, so that's another reason why they don't like to speak. That's why I told them, put your voice on a tape and listen to it and see how you sound. You're going to like how you sound. And... Like it helps too with being being with the elder or talking with the elder or living with an elder. Like Anthony this morning, I just I asked him in Indian, Shotagan. I said I needed the salt because I was having he he cooked us shashimanoman, and I eat my oatmeal with salt and pepper and butter or bacon grease. Mm, Now you got me hungry. Yeah, and and just you know, I said, "Gida bidun jiotagan," and he could bring me the salt. Then I said, "Pepper, we sagat." I told him, "That's how you say pepper, we sagat." You know, then I'll I'll say sentences during the day to him. You know, and he knows he knows what I'm talking about. But I don't. I think he's his. He did tell me a lap. He, him and uh, him and Carlos talked to each other. Mm-hmm. And Carlos, Carlos must have told him somebody knocked on my door. And uh, Anthony said he were, he was gonna say it must have been a money too. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, He's told Carlos, oh, it must have been a, it must have been a Wemtegushi. Then <laughs> 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 he said he, re- later he said he remembered. Oh, Did yeah. I tell him a Wemtegushi? I didn't, I was supposed to tell him a Manedu, a spirit. Yeah, that's, I saw somebody too there on a post. And, uh, I mean, these are just, you know what I mean, mental errors. I mean, we're not, we're not perfect, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So somebody had put up a, a picture of a I think it was a frog or some other animal but they referred to it in the wrong way they said it was a, a beaver oh a mick you know <laughs> so, but yeah those are those are just things that you know um, mm-hmm. and yeah we get a quick little chuckle out of it but that's pretty much it you know I mean it's not like we're going to go there and persecute you till eternity or anything like that you know and yeah I noticed when when long time ago we had a in a summer no one would we 
didn't nobody put up a language program for the summer for the kids. So I thought, well, I'll put one up for my grandkids. So I and then Mike Hayes's kids were there. Then uh, Pesha and uh, the his boys, Nick and Xander, I think. And then all my grandkids. And then Pete and Mike Hayes would even attend mm -hmm. uh, my classes. And we play our our we play our games. I think that's how Perry really learned a lot just by playing our games. Yeah. Well, I think uh, one of the things, that, I don't know, I haven't gotten too much feedback, but I would like to start, uh, you know how we used to have word lists and stuff? Mm -hmm. Is there one that you got handy right in your book there? Like maybe just animals or something like that that we can... Yeah, there may be. Yeah. I have a lot of them in my in my, my thing here, too. Yeah, so anyway, we want to share some, some verbiage. And I know everybody's all over the place as far as... Uh, uh, mastery or skill level or knowledge uh, when it comes to the language. I know there's a lot of beginners that are out there, a lot of people who probably have never heard of Anishinaabe Moan, and uh, that's kind of one of the jokes that I, I use, at least to myself anyway. Um, you know, if I walk into somewhere and I tell somebody something and they're looking at me with a blank stare and I'm like, what am I, talking Ojibwe? <laughs> you know, but... Um, it, it's it's something that just takes practice, like you were talking about, Perry, and, uh, you know, getting familiar with it. I know uh, some people would, uh, like, I'm, I'm trying to imagine um, Anthony back there coming in and, and talking uh, Ojibwe Moan and just how how deep his voice would be, you know, saying the words that I say, and I'd be, <laughs> I'd be like, wow. <laughs> and that's, somebody said Anthony would be a good announcer because he's got a deep voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get him on the air here. I'm slowly working him towards that. So, but yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. if we can, uh, I'll let you go ahead with your word list there. Here's, use one of these. What is, what are all them? I got a lot of word lists here. Yeah. If anybody wants one, call George up here and he can have one made for you. Yeah. We got a lot of, if anybody wants to learn any more words, just take five or ten a day like Perry said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the things that uh, we all, well, hopefully one of these days that we go through is like a lot of our, what we talk about on the air is just pulling all them little nuggets of uh uh, knowledge, Anishinaabe Moen knowledge, and, uh, you know, putting them down on a piece of paper, because I know there's a lot of that I've learned just listening to you, you know, that, that I didn't, I've never seen in a, in a, in a written form, you know, so, um, make wish for that, and then, um, like I said, it's just something where we'll try to get as much content out there, uh, interpreting what we cover here on the show. Yeah, they have like numbers, birds, animals, trees, cooking utensils, mm -hmm. yes, and and that other thing that that you said too um, about you know how we don't have them little filler words mm -hmm. between the language, and that's what kind of like is 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 neat about it is that your brain already fills it in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your brain already says, okay, this is what 
this mm-hmm. is could it mean these things here and yeah. your brain automatically connects them mm-hmm. so if somebody's saying uh get the gun in the knee mm-hmm. um you're you're already knowing that what he does yeah nee you know is a man you yep. know and then get the gun is a garden mm-hmm. so you put it in a farmer yep so farmer. yeah and that's that's kind of in your head that, mm-hmm. from that point and then so you kind of say oh garden oh man hey that's a farmer you know so it's not necessarily like we have a word for far- mm-hmm. <laughs> for a farmer it's just what he does mm-hmm. you know yep okay oh the word list yeah okay. give some words have you ever heard this one gaga game mino one minowa nikuzi winning gaga game mino one mino one no. The land of... I might have been saying that last part. I know Minowa is in there. Good. Minowa. Or and. Yep. Nikuzi winning. Nikuzi winning. Minowa Nikuzi winning. Land of everlasting happiness. Malax Lee Staples, spiritual leader. Mm, he yeah. said he does funerals. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a word for that. That's like um, mm-hmm. the goal for where our spirits, our mm-hmm. spirit goes after. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'll get to the word list. In other words, A.K.A. the Happy Hunting Grounds, as most people would probably yeah. associate them. <laughs> Some of our our words are beautiful, like they are. All, all well, I'll say it. All of them are. Yep. You you can feel accomplished. Like I said, even just saying, um, like. Like uh, blueberry pie, if you can somehow manage to, you know, that which is like one of the longest words in our vocabulary. But if you can get through saying that, you can feel accomplished because, mm-hmm. you know, you're speaking the language, you know, regardless. You know, so. One other thing that I just thought of is like when your kids are learning all this, like when we learned it mm-hmm. when we were young, it, we didn't hear it in our homes, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. It would be, it probably be like a hundred percent better. Even if a parent, like, just showed an interest, mm-hmm. you know, and in, not necessarily, like, o- go overboard and, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, if they're able to, just naturally, they can go ahead and, with their own interest level and try to uh, uh, give them encouragement, you know, that would be awesome. But at yep. the same time, it's like... Um, when these kids go out there and they learn it in the school, they really need somebody behind them to kind of just say, hey, that's awesome, that's good. Uh, Mama Kudge, you know, uh, Minochige. Kushikun, yep, yep. you can do it. Yep. yep. And so a lot of that stuff, I think, even if parents just like, uh, was it Jenna Porter that gave you that comment? Yeah. About wanting her kids? Yeah. Just, you know, saying, uh, using the language in the morning. Oh, bonjour. You know? goes in. Yeah, Ish goes in. Um, you know, that type of thing, teaching them that and just engaging them in that way, I think that really encourages them and they'll, it'll give mileage out of whatever they're, they're learning, you know, mm-hmm. beyond uh, the classroom. And that's what I want to work on, too, is getting um, down in the cities and those immersion schools there, they have what's known as a, um, a parent-student contract where the parent signs this form that's that reinstates that well they're going to be they're going to the student is going to be learning Anishinaabe or Lakota language 
the parent signs this form as a commitment to reinforce what they're learning at home too. So that contract kind of um, helps reinforce the importance of what these children are learning. If the parents aren't reinforcing it or like what uh, Ms. Kobane said, behind the, the, the student or the child, um, kind of like um, giving them self, more confidence and self-esteem, mm-hmm. you know, that goes a long way. Well, I think in, in their mind they're thinking, why am I even learning this? My you know? mom or dad or my grandfather or grandpa, grandmother don't use it. Why Yeah. Why should I use it if they don't use it? You know, right. that's yeah. so many. Um, and then to the young ones that are out there, mm-hmm. from your side, I would probably encourage you just to keep on using it, even though maybe you you don't find other people out there that, that want to use it and and do use it. Mm-hmm. And so you can just practice, you know, among each other. Maybe not just two, find three, find four, you know, as many people as you can. And so you try to talk to each other that way, you know. Just, uh, I don't know, Anin Ishigayin, um, Anin. Auntie Ishigayin, where are you going? Yeah? Yep. Yeah. On the AI and where where you go at, you yep. know. Mm-hmm. But you know how I I learned just through by living with people that are that were fluent. Ever since I was a baby, I could you know my everybody was talking down the Strongville, and I just you know, I suppose I just listened to them and and then I'd ask my mom questions. We'd be laying in bed at night, and she, she, I'd say, Ma, how do you say, how do you say this if I didn't know? Then she'd tell me, kind of teaching me. But, you know, then just by hearing my grandma talk, all my uncles talk, I, I just eventually picked it up in my brain, you know. And that's how they use all them old, old words, you know, that, that mm-hmm. some aren't in the dictionary. Yep. That words that they used. You know, one of the things I can remember uh, every well class that I've taken, and from every instructor, I never had the instructor kind of preface everything about you know how to learn or why things are in different in English, the way our brain uses English, and how Anishinaabe Moen is not really more work, but mm-hmm. your brain has to participate in the language. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, but it does. Yeah, and so you're kind of like, you're not being spoon-fed everything, you know what I mean? And that mm-hmm. kind of seems like that that's the English way or the Wimtaguji way. You know, they got to define everything, you know what I mean? So it's not like I can just say something to you and then, Boom, there's 12 different possibilities, you know, whereas with the language, we would we would probably know that, mm-hmm. which way that we're supposed to uh, do things or carry it out or, you know, take it as a, as a teaching or something, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm just getting a little, a little uh, heady here, but I'm Wait, sorry, it's going your words. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> wow. Okay, we'll do words 47 and 93. So, floor is Michisug. Floor, Michisug. 
Mitchasug with a Mitchasug. M. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchasug. Fly Oogie. 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 That J and that G always yeah. confuse yeah. me. Oogie. OG. OG. Remember old OG? Oh, yeah. OG. That's what they called him after a fly. OG. OG, okay. OG. Folded birch bark basket. Wigwas. Wigwas. Makuk. Makuk. Here they have, this must be a different dialect. It says, Biskada Iknukun. Different dialect. Fox, wagush. And for that, you could say wagush. Or you say wabus. Fox hunting rabbit. Nawabit, nawabama, misko, nawabandan, nawabandan misko wagush. Nungum. I see a red fox today. Frog. Omakaki 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 Goshkuni. Yeah, The frog was making noise last night. Omakaki Okay. Golden Eagle Ginu. Golden Eagle Ginu. 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 Yeah, my grand, my uh, grandchild is named Ginu. Golden Eagle. Yeah, that's uh, Chaz too. Ginu Gijik. Mm-hmm. Hummingbird, Nanukasi. Nanukasi, hummingbird. Um, ice, Mikwam. Mikwam. The, the hummingbird one you can use, you can say. Nijiog nanu kasiogi minikweogoman neandahan. There's two hummingbirds drinking at by my house here. You want to make them longer the sentence, and you could keep going. I could say, "Why unabin yudi nuabindan nishu nanu kasiuk?" Yeah, look over there. There's two hummingbirds. Yeah, we finally got, I bought a feeder finally. Did I you found put one. it up? Yeah, I put it up, and uh, my mom said there's uh, uh, two of them that are hanging around. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was good to see. Anyway, I, I got to see him, and I had to laugh at that one. I was sitting outside, and I don't know if he just wanted to come take a look. It seemed like he wanted to come take a look. Like, who is that? Because he came <laughs> flying in just fast, and then I heard him go, like that there. And then he stopped just for like a quick second, and I turned, and I looked at him, and then he took off so mm-hmm. fast, just back the same way he came. It's crazy. I know. I used to always, when I used to be young, look uh, watching those hummingbirds feed outside your house, and it's it's crazy how the human eye can't pick up their how fast they flap their wings. Mm-hmm. It's unreal seeing them up close. Yeah, I got a little granddaughter named Nanukasi. That's one of yours. That's Anna. Yeah, that's yep, Periana. Her name's Nanukasi Esque. Mm-hmm. Nanukasi. Oh, Nanukasi Esque. Little hummingbird lady. Uh, okay, so moccasins, moccasinun. Uh, mosquito. Zigame. Zigame. 
They were just talking about that uh, Isaac Kingbird and uh, Charles Grola. Zam, Zam Zagameuk, Zagameuk, no, Zagu. A lot of mosquitoes mm-hmm. out, and that's when they were made that joke in the language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boom, put your underwear, your, yeah. your underwear. They'll <laughs> 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 scare those flies away. Zagameg. Zagameg. Mosquitoes. And that's how you know when you when you're progressing, mm-hmm. when you can start putting words together like that that are like yeah. funny and yeah, then you can start reading them. Okay, pipe, pogan, pogan, powwow, nimeidin, nimeidin. There, wow, there's even a word for a princess. Ogima queens. Yeah. Ogima queens, queens. Princess, uh, put wood in the fire. Budduin. 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 Build a fire. Yeah, but like when you, I, Grandpa, you say that all the time when we burned wood. I say, he say koenag nigi nishkano I'm gonna build. I'm gonna get up and build fire. Koenigishkano. I got up and made fire this morning. Okay, uh, let's see. Open the door. Yeah, lock the door, close the door. Uh, you could say, uh, cleaning the floor. Cleaning, I'm cleaning the floor. Cleaning my kitchen. What did you cook this morning? Almost. You know, how do you say we're all done? Now, quick. Almost noon. Oh, okay. That's going to do it for today's show. For more content from KBFT 89.9 FM Voiceward, Tribal Community Radio, view your local podcast directory, or visit our website at www.kbft.org.